Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Got a barrel of money. Maybe we're ragged and funny, but we're podding along, singing our song side by side. How depressing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 145 of the Idol Matinee podcast. I'm your host with the most. My name is Ben, and here by my side to lead us on this ship of laughs is Greg. Bonsoir, je m'appelle Gregoire. And Seaboy Johnny. Let us have wine and women, mirth and laughter, sermons and soda water the day after. It's me, Johnny. If you've never listened to the podcast before, oh God, I got really drunk earlier. I worked Christmas party a little bit early, a little bit late. If you've not listened to a podcast before, Greg's going to tell you what this one's all about. It's a three-part thing, or three-act thing, if you like. Like a movie or something else with three parts. The first part we call Slice of Life, and we just talk about whatever we've been doing that week, if it's interesting. If not, we'll bump onto some movie reviews or something, internet news, anything like that. Uh, the second part, or act, is our list of crazy questions we ask each other, hypotheticals, uh, improvs, silly songs, and yeah... And then the third act is the Gentle Bear Comedy Club, which is an improvised yeah. comedy club. Uh, mostly improvised, or someone might write down the odd poem or something, but yeah, mostly improvised. And that's it. So, without further ado, let's kick off with what have you been doing this week? Anyone got anything exciting to talk about? Well, I've been editing the first video podcast all week. Oh, it's yeah. taken me all fucking week. Can't so we're not filming that. again now because we thought it'd be too much. Shadow. But we are going to... The, the intention is to film every week. Yeah. That's my intention. But yeah, fucking hell. So if you're listening to this one, if you go on YouTube and type Idle Matinee YouTube episode one, uh, you would have seen probably the last episode come out before this one because it was slightly delayed. You'll be able to watch us in all our glory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah, it is a work in progress. But I, I mean, I said I took a week over it, so it should be watchable. It's oh, watchable. no, it's very good. But what I mean yeah. is it's a work oh, in yeah. progress. Like all creative art, we're going to progress. The same as the audio did. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Like Sisyphus, whatever, pushing that boulder up a hill. Sisyphus. Sisyphus. We like Sisyphus. that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyone got anything? Uh, oh, last week I left here and come a cropper on my chopper. What, you, your penile? No, on my uh, e-bike, because riding back, um, ridden that road, well, maybe 100, well, 40, maybe, maybe quite a few times. And on the uh, on the corner near the traffic lights, there was like loose gravel or something on the road, and the, the bike sort of swung out into the road, and I see... Uh, headlights come in the other way and tried to hop up back on the curb and then something happened and the next I had a massive crunch and I was up against the wall I'd hit my shoulder I think I might have passed out for a bit just from exhaustion and then um, well, I saw only, we'd only been a couple of seconds I looked up and there was cars at the traffic lights and they just drove off they didn't give a shit so you've come off your BMX a couple of few couple of times. Then yeah, you've got yeah. your new granny your electric bike and yeah, you've come yeah. off that. So yeah. one are you thinking about getting a trike next or a quad? Uh, maybe one of those little electric wheelchairs. Yeah. Perfect. But I've taken all the skin off my knee, completely degloved my knee. My shoulders are right now. Um, and I don't know about any uh, ongoing head injury sort of repercussions. Helmet? Uh, no, that's fine. 
No, I think it was just calling you a helmet. Oh, okay. Helmet. Double joker. No, Double you joker. thought about getting a helmet. Uh, nah, my head was fine. I know, how to, I know how to fall over. I've done it loads. Well, that next time, your head might not be fine. Well, who cares? <laughs> we care if you're on the podcast. Oh, you've had a head injury. that's nice. But then I... Might it, be better. I did think... Uh, miney, miney, miney. Ah, so Abba. Miney, miney, miney. Like money, money. Oh, miney, because it really hurt. Oh, miney, miney, miney. But I got up and there was all blood Shame pouring down. weeks ending. There was all yeah. blood pouring down my leg and I had to ride home like a big boy. And uh, any other incidents in the week that have happened to you apart from that? Well, yesterday, we were, we were, gonna do, we were thinking about doing the podcast yesterday, but I said no because I was fucking around with the video edit and all that. But then you said, oh, actually, that suits me fine because uh, I'm, I'm cleaning up a bit of a mess. And then you shared some pictures and not just a bit of a mess because there's, there's, if you're a painter and you're working around someone's house, there's like flicking at getting a, like a uh, fleck or something of paint on someone's yeah. carpet and then there's what you appear to have done which seems to have been kicked a whole tin of paint over someone's carpet <laughs> yeah which, no because I wasn't actually in the room where I showed the picture well, I'll, put the, I'll put the picture on Instagram if people are interested in seeing the damage I caused um, it was a grey a dark grey undercoat that I'd used to paint the uh, the fireplace in the daughter's bedroom um, and it's a lovely house, big house. I won't say where, where, where it is, but it's oh, in the no, villages. Oh, no, please, give us the address. <laughs> and I wasn't even painting. In the hallway, I hadn't covered up the hallway uh, carpet, which was a lovely, rich, cream carpet, because I wasn't painting there. And I thought, oh, I'll get some of these paints out of the room I'm in now, because I'm getting them away. Put it on top of, because the hallway was quite, all the furniture was in there. Put it on top of a, uh, a chest of drawers. And I turned around. I didn't even touch it. And they had the lid on. And the next thing I had clunk. I looked round, it hit the floor, the top of the tin had come off, and it was about, I'd say, half a litre of rich, dark grey paint went all over the carpet, all over the banister, all over the wall. Proper old mess. Ghosts. So yeah, it was probably a ghost. Was the customer there? Did they go yeah, like, Yeah, oh. I had to shout. And then, because I was halfway between, I was then blocked from going down the stairs, so I shouted to the, the lady of the house to get some hot water. She was like, what? And then she was like a bit shocked. But I had to sort of, I used a, uh, a trowel to start scraping up the paint off of the carpet, because there was, there was like half a litre of yeah, it. Yeah. It's quite like half a centimetre of paint, which was trying to dribble through the banisters down to the next set of stairs. Uh, scraped all that up, which made it look as if someone had done a roller of uh, paint, uh, printer's ink all up and down their carpet. And then uh, I uh, said to pour hot water on it. And uh, she, she seemed quite calm, actually. Um, so I said, I'm going to go back to Ellsbury and uh, get a rug doctor. So I went to being, that was half an hour to get there. Hire it, blah, 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 get it in the car. While the paint's all set. Yeah, yeah, while the paint's making itself at home. And uh, I thought this isn't going to come out. This is fucked. That's about a grand's worth of damage. Yeah. Because I managed to get some in the bedroom as well. (laughs) Don't I? I know. I know. I know. Um, Yeah, then got there and the the husband had got home. But he, he was quite... Quite chirpy, got me a drink. He was like, oh, this is fucked, isn't it? So don't worry, we'll go through your insurance. I was like, oh, brilliant. Is that what he said to you? <laughs> yeah, he said, don't worry, if we, if we just go through your insurance or the house insurance, whatever. Did you have insurance? Uh, yeah, we've got um, liability insurance, but I don't know if that's more for dropping a brick on someone's head, isn't it? Yeah. Which is probably what he would have done to me. But um, yeah, no, I was a mate. We started to use it. It wasn't working. I was starting to panic, and then I realised I'd put the water in the wrong hole. And uh, after that, got most of it off used a uh, magic wipes and all that and then the got professional carpet cleaner out today and it looks absolutely mint it looks like a brand new carpet who paid for the carpet cleaner me 
Do you have to out of your wages then? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Be uh, more careful in future, then, mate. Oh, good tip. Great tip for any painters <laughs> out there. When you're uh, when you're on site and that, be more careful. <laughs> but yeah, it probably doesn't sound that impressive. It's difficult to say how fucked the carpet looked. But um, we'll put the pictures on Instagram. Have you ever done that before? No, nah, not like that. That's I've got a tiny little spot of paint on and use these magic wipes. Yeah. The XXL wipes gets everything out. But that was just, that was half at a litre of black paint. At least you've gone through that. So if it ever happens again, you go, yeah, I know what to do. No problem. I've done yeah, this before. just leave. Just smash, uh, set fire to the house and go home. We go through my insurance, burn the I carpet. I thought I would have sat at the top of the stairs with a knife and holding it to my wrist going like, uh, uh, Can you just pay me anyways if yeah. I finish the job? How <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. do you like me to paint the rest of this carpet? Yeah, could have done, yeah. No, I w- well, I went to Brewers this morning to get the extra strong wipes from there. And uh, I, said what, I said what I'd done. And they said, oh, I said, do you want to see the picture? And they both, and they went, oh, no, all you have to do is uh, put hot water on it and put a towel on it. And I showed him the picture and he went, fuck. <laughs> and then the, the, clean, the professional cleaners came round. And by then, they only had to do a little bit. But it still took them over half an hour to get the last bit out of the carpet. And I showed them the pictures and they just both went, fuck. So wait a minute, so you cleaned it with the rug doctor, that got most of it out, but nearly there was still all, nearly all of it. little bits yeah, but you, you couldn't get. A client's not going to say, oh, there's only a bit of a yeah, stain well, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying there were some bits the rug doctor couldn't get out, it just wouldn't do it, no? Nah, yeah. It's so, got to be good as new. So. What do the professional carpet cleaners use then? Like special chemicals They had a big, a, a big machine with a long hose that went up the stairs. Obviously the rug doctor, you carry it up and keep changing the water and going over it. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, how's it going? And this bloke came, yeah, yeah. And I was like, thumbs up or thumbs down? And then he came out with a drill with one of those brushes on the end and oh, some yeah. chemicals. And I went, it's not going well, is it? <laughs> and he went, it'll take a bit long. And he got it all out. So that was good. Fair How play. much do they cost? How much do they cost? quid. That's good. So if you'd have, um, if they'd have had to do the lot, though, it'd have been a lot more money, wouldn't it? If they'd oh, about, they're to, only there about half an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah, so if, they'd have had to, if you had to got the rug doctor, though, and said, oh, can you do the lot? If I hadn't have got the rug, because they were supposed to come out at lunchtime and they ended up coming in the afternoon. If I hadn't have got the rug doctor, that would have been inked in. That would have been fucked. You should do stuff like this every week to make your stories a little bit more exciting. Do you think this is exciting? It's all right. It's probably one of the better <laughs> stories you've told. <laughs> so maybe you should do something next week. Do so I, can stop, I can stop kicking off in Sainsbury's now. Yeah. They all, no one's ever heard them stories. They all get cut out. Ah. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Greg, anything for you or anything else? Or? No, nothing of interest. You've seen me. I've just been sat here fucking you've editing. You've seen me. Working out to put funny pictures on the fucking podcast. Podcast. A couple of bits I uh, I saw this week. Um, something I heard while I was working. Well, while I wasn't pouring paint on the carpet. A uh, new a new section we could call things that make me want to vomit into my mouth. Uh, Billy Eilish's brother Phineas saying that songwriting is another form of therapy for him because he can f- confess things through song. Yeah, that might feel a bit sick. Fair enough. Does he just write the music? Does he write the lyrics as well? Then, or is it? No or is he, idea. Or is he? Seems like a lovely doing it guy. Through music. I oh, know. Okay, suggest- uh, Martin Lewis um, has been joined by Dominic Cummings this week in advocating civil disobedience by not paying utility bills. BP- uh, with BP's profits being over six billion in three months, it gave me an idea. What about pensioners choosing between heating and eating, just moving into BP forecourt shops? Um, they're warm they've got toilets and Wi-Fi and they could just help themselves to food and drink and most of them have got booze now oh yeah and if it ever gets too much just cover themselves in petrol and set themselves <laughs> alight on the forecourt yeah yeah, that might always makes a good picture yeah well that was, yeah that's what I've been thinking about this week that's trouble with old people in this country they haven't got the balls to do stuff like that like you remember in Vietnam the monk who yeah, set yeah. himself on he fire wasn't, he wasn't old he, had, he, probably had, well, he, was, exactly. he was fairly I think he was I don't know how old he was I don't think he was that old he was, I think he was he didn't get much older. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. They ain't got the balls. That's the trouble with old people. They don't have the balls. Too to busy voting for fire. the Conservatives. That's yeah. what we need. More old people setting themselves alight in post offices as a sign of protest. Agreed? Yeah. yeah. Agreed, everyone? You see, uh, Liz Truss this week says she wants to make wolf whistling a crime. Trust in Truss. Um, well, would that be a love crime or a hate crime? Um, do d- people still wolf whistle? I oh, know, I don't think they do. Well, you do it online now, don't you? Like, there's an <laughs> app, you go... <laughs> on, on, she yeah. wants to take England back to the 80s and then she can make it a crime again. On building sites, you, if you wolf whistle, you just get the sack. Yeah. Okay, right, I saw something interesting this week. I learned about somebody called John Healy. Um, I learned all about this guy this week. And yeah. Have you seen the thing on Netflix called Barbaric Genius? No, no. So this is a really interesting story. I was telling Greg all about it. He wasn't. I told you know. I I watched it the other day. Then I told Barry about. It. He's trying to be funny now. But it's like claiming fame to a documentary on Netflix. Like, oh, I discovered this. It's a bit. That's a bit crap. If you'd made the documentary, then yeah, fair enough. But even if you were the first person to watch it, it's not something to brag about. But yeah, anyway, I, we both small watched it. Step for me. I I I recommended it to Barry because I thought it's just right up his street. Cause it's not that long. It was just over an hour long. Has it got nice colours in it? And yeah, and uh, it's got no punctuation. <laughs> yeah, no, he, um, no, it's the sort of story that I thought Barry would lap up. It's an interesting story. It's a guy who used to be a wino who was brought up, like brought up by a uh, an abusive father who was a drunk or whatever as well. Um, and he got into drinking as, as most kids do in their teen years. I thought it was about me, but then my dad wasn't uh, drunk. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he was. No. Yeah, he's quite. Yeah, he's very abusive for not for not a drunk. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he got into drinking as most kids do. But he was drinking in the pubs and everything. But then he took it one stage further. The people he was drinking with were proper drinkers. Well, were, were winos. And he just progressively got more and more into drink. And then rather than paying for the drink, just drinking and drinking. So, yeah, to end up on the streets and drinking on the streets. Became a fully-fledged wino and then was on the streets for like 10 years. That's why his book... So he wrote a book called The Grass Arena. As we call it, The Lifestyle. The Lifestyle. Let's jump back to me and then we'll keep bouncing. I'll say one thing. He was talking about how back in those days when he was on the streets, there was no such thing as social security. Yeah. So he was like mugging people all the time. That's how they used to get their money. Yeah. Um, And then he went to prison. And Greg, tell him what happened in prison. Oh, yeah. So then in prison, so at the age of 30, he met met the the Brighton Fox, I think his name was. He was sort of like a gangster from Brighton or like a small-time gangster or whatever. Um, He was sharing a cell with him. And then he was... Oh, that'd be awful because Fox Fox shit stinks. (laughs) And and so he played chess, this guy. But then he he was insistent on teaching... Uh, John Healy chess a bit like the guy that who taught me to play chess he was like you've got to learn this you've got to learn this um, and I finally gave in same as he did he's like oh what's he going on about but he took to it same as I did in, but in, the, in later life but at the age of 30 he really took to it so because he was an alcoholic then he's in prison obviously there's not much booze in prison anyway but he got so into chess that replaced alcohol basically so he, he just gave up drinking and was just but then totally got into chess and treated it like alcohol was like right totally addicted got into it the problem is he got and I understand this as obsessive. well. Obsessive. Yeah, it got really obsessive, and you have to to get good at it. And he became a grandmaster and was like sort of making money off tournaments and everything else. But it took its toll on his mental health because the problem is when you get into chess late in life, like me, uh, you you it get, becomes really stressful because you don't have the the knowledge of when you learn all the moves when you're five. Certain games you can just go do 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 really quickly, and you know yeah. that certain things like it's just imprinted in your brain. Whereas if you get into it later in life, I don't. He's playing all these young people coming through, young yeah. masters, or whatever, and they're doing all the shit naturally. Whereas he had to think a little bit harder, and it's just much more stressful. But then, conversely, a lot of uh, young ch- child chess prodigies burn out. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they can do that as well. But then, so he, he had quite a good run. But I can sort of. I, I mean, I'm just trying to. I'm not comparing myself to him because I'm nowhere near a chess master. But you I, do now, drink now a lot. I've got into it. Yeah, I drink quite a bit, but. I, 
now I've got into it just playing two people like it does really stress me out the game it plays on the back of my mind I'm like oh I did a move and they make a move and I'm like oh fuck I think I fucked it plays on my mind all day I'll be like Ugh. like at the moment there's a guy I'm playing Gatorman uh, like uh, yeah fucking long story but yeah I'm fucking up that game and it's because the other day I was staring at the screen for so long because I haven't played since I was five I have to look at the board for ages it's like you're catching up looking at trying to learn all the chess you should have learned in the last Greg four Healy. years and then uh, so I, what I do is I end up staring at my phone for so long I doze off and then I dropped the phone and I, and I took my go I didn't mean to move do the move that I did so I moved this pawn and I was like ah oh, oh, fuck it I'm good enough to get out of that and now I'm just, I'm fucked. I'm on the run. He's bouncing me all over the place. I'm like, ah, oh. I want to message him and say, hey, I didn't mean to do that move nah. two, three goes ago. It's like, oh, I can't do that now. Take like, it back. It's take seem, no, no, I don't, no, I don't yeah. really take it back. I just want to let him know that the only reason I'm going to yeah. lose now is because I didn't mean to take that. Against. And it's, well, That it's, sounds it's, even worse. Yeah, no, it's just fucking stress. It's, and it causes yeah, I don't stress. think that's it's the like, chess. Uh, yeah, I think I'm just a stressed guy. Did you ever guy. see that magician? I think um, Darren Brown did it as well, but it was done before him, I think, where you take on like eight It's called a silicon. What's it called, Greg? There's oh, a name for begins with S. Yeah. John Healy does it in the film. I forget. It begins with S. It's called a siliquire, a sono, or something like that. There's a name for it where you take on loads of people playing chess. But you know the trick, don't you? You play the last move from the, the first last game. Person, the first person you play starts, and then he doesn't take the second next move till after that, and then he just copies the last person's move all the I way around. I don't know if you can do that, though. No, I don't know. I don't think that's... Out. I know I've seen that, and that's how I thought Darren Brown did it. But when um, John Healy does it in this documentary... And I'm pretty sure he's not doing that. I'm pretty sure he's so good, he's actually just playing the moves. On yeah, the yeah, yeah there is that. But, but then what happens if one of the other ones does a different I move? Know. I'll give you a know. couple of things about that documentary as well that I found really interesting about this guy. It opened my eyes up to something. But can I just say, sorry, oh, then obviously he went on to... Like, the, the main thing is about it, the fact he wrote this book that was published and then became unpublished by Faber and Faber. And that guy, when they were interviewing that guy, he was really shifty about the details. And obviously... The, so John Healy was accused of going into the Faber and Faber and, and challenging with an axe going oh where's my because they published How do you published and unpublished he wrote once, I'll tell you once it's published it's he, out innit so when he came out of prison he did loads of stuff and he looked after his mum and he's it's like his personality is addictive but on everything he goes into he gets really addicted to it and he did yoga as well so he started getting into meditation and yoga and it showed him doing these yoga poses and he's like 77 years old and he can do like some of the hardest like all the ones where you're stretching your legs over your head and all sorts yeah. and he got into meditation and then he, he looked after his mum for three years because he went back to his mum's house and she can after he came out of prison she couldn't believe he wasn't drinking and was really happy about it and he stayed with her and looked after her she had Alzheimer's and then when she died in like 1985 he was with that famous photographer wasn't she who she there's a photographer and she did like a photo journal of herself dying of cancer oh yeah I didn't, mean, I didn't think and I didn't know she was a photographer she helped him promote this book because he wrote a manuscript and gave it to her yeah. and she said this is the best thing I've ever read and it's called The Grass Arena and it's all about being homeless and all this stuff I, obviously a great sounds like a brilliant book and then it all kicked off for Faber and Faber because he kept asking for his money and all this stuff going when am I getting paid when am I getting paid and he threatened someone over the phone with an axe and it all spiralled out of yeah. control and they took the book out of print from the 90s and they put it back in print in 2008 but in this documentary as well which is other interesting quick thing he talks about two other books he's trying to write called The Metal Mountain and The Glass Door I think it's called and when I looked on Amazon after the documentary they've now been published because at the end of that it says they hadn't because it was made in 2012 or something, yeah. and they sound really good books all his books sound amazing so, any, so basically this guy he's obsessive and anything he gets into he gets into it 
It's and obviously the grass arena when he writes the book. It's obviously going him talking about fighting on the street and all these days of people getting stabbed with bottles in the neck and stuff, sleeping rough and all this shit. Pre then going CCTV. To prison, then learning chess, obviously becoming a chess master and then becoming a writer. So it's quite an interesting. Made for TV film as well, wasn't there? Yeah, with Mark Rylance. Mark I think. Rylance, yeah. nineteen ninety one. He plays so him. That might be worth looking up. Nice. And the, uh, one other thing that I found really interesting about this guy, this is the final thing, is in the documentary they say, oh, there was something you said to us at the beginning, and they bring it up with him at the end. And they talk to him about, you said that when you want to find a place where you transcend everything, as in, because he does a lot of meditation and stuff, where you transcend all your wants, all your needs, and all this, and they bring it up with him at the end of the film again because they say he's totally different on camera than he is off. Yeah, because he's really like he doesn't want to commit to anything because he's obviously used to being interviewed and stuff like that. Well, he's but, used to because he said about being police interview, like interviewed yeah. by police, so he's used to being cagey and like not telling people yeah. stuff. So yeah, that's sort of. But the really cool thing at the end is they say to him, "There's something that stuck with us," and you said about this thing where you were talking about transcending everything and going into yourself. And he said, yes, I never, he never knew about Buddhism or mindfulness or any of this stuff. He had no knowledge of this stuff. But he said when he was in prison, he got beaten up by a pre- prison officer. Kicked like, his teeth kicked, in. Kicked his teeth in. And as he was sitting in the cell, because he was so fucked up, he just started like looking at his breathing because yeah. his breathing was slowing down. He just started following his breathing. He was basically meditating without even realizing he was doing it and like going into each breath. And then, so the really fucked up thing about this is so interesting. There's another guy who's like this who became enlightened with no spiritualism, none of this stuff about Buddhism or all this stuff, but it just, you just sort of know it. And this John Healy as well, he's a character who just sort of knows it and there's no mumbo jumbo around it or any like fluff. Yeah. It's yeah. just saying that basically there is a point. He goes, oh, when I see pretty girls walk down the street, he's like, whoa, and he goes, that's the distraction I've got to get away from. And you have to get your mind away from all these things to just go into yourself, follow your breathing and like be the ultimate transcend yourself. But he hasn't done it yet, of course, because it's difficult to do, I expect. But that bit I found fucking pretty mind blowing at the end. I was like, yes, that is it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it helps me, help me a lot because I suddenly realised what he's sort of saying to myself and I said, hopefully this doesn't get cut out it probably will because it's boring as fuck but um, following your breathing and the way I look at it isn't actually going oh I'm going to breathe <gasps> doing all this it's just watching your breath it's doing it anyway you're just watching it do it naturally do you know what I mean there's no and when you start watching it, it's weird because you sort of breathe in different ways, but you have to breathe. So you're just looking at yourself but then breathing. That's it all diverts it is. your mind to think because you're being actually in the present, you're being mindful rather yeah. than your mind wandering about a million different That's things at once. That's the practice, isn't it? That's yeah. why the Buddhists always practice because the practice is always just bringing yourself back to your breathing. So you're always practicing, yeah. I think. But what do I know? Go on then, Johnny. Well, is it, I mean, this might be a little little change of gear. I um, thought of a new quiz, but I've, I've, I've done three just to see if you like it. Um, I, so I've called it Thesaurus Band and Song Title. So main, it's a sort of like a cryptic quiz. So I, I used a thesaurus to change the band name and title of songs and see if you can get them. So the first one is called, the band is Community Advers- Adversity and the song is Revolutionary Lacking a Delay. Community it's adversity. It's kind of thing I do at the old people's home. Um, um, adversity. Oh, sorry, it should be sorry. Oh, Community fuck. adversary. Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, it's easy now then. That's cool. Adversary, it's the cure. Uh, oh yeah. The, uh, it's the cure. Love what? cats. No. no. Community adversary. Community adversary. So adversary as in an enemy. Uh, public enemy. And the song is revolutionary, lacking a delay. Public enemy. And what's the song? Oh, sorry. Le- uh, 
Revolutionary lacking a delay. Now, uh, t- something. Uh, Fear of Black Planet. No. Revolutionary. It starts with the same letter. Yeah. Lacking a delay. Uh, 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 the revolution will not They're be televised. They're shouting out home. Uh, 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 God. Rebel without a pause. Oh, rebel. Oh, right. I didn't. I didn't know that was a fucking. It's not all hip hop ones. So yeah. the second, the second, uh, the group is Watering Hole, and the song is Ponder Partition. Um, Watering Hole. Pa- uh, uh, the, pub, the Water bar. Boys. Hole uh, of the Moon. Uh, say again. The group is Watering Hole. Yeah. And the song, very famous song, is Ponder Partition. Ponder. Think, out home. Think, think partition. Think part. Think. What's a partition? Uh, something that gets in the. Uh, um, a wall. Uh, the, the wall. For Pink Floyd, the wall. No, no that's sorry, the, the song. Uh, is Ponder Wall. And the group. Third one. Oh, fuck me. This might be a hip hop one, but it was in the pop charts. Spirit. The group is called Spirit Delorean. Uh, oh, sorry, I can't read. It's called Sprint Delorean. Is the group, and the song is called Amble Hither. Run, run, DMC. Amble Hither. Uh, 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 walk this way. Yay! Yay! Might have a wee now. <laughs> you deserve it. Yeah, let's all, let's all let's all have a wee. Oh, have you lads seen? There's been quite a lot of celebrity violence and crime this week. No, no. Yeah, you know the boys' actor Anthony Starr. Oh yes, who plays uh, Homelander. Homelander, yeah. yeah. He's got a suspended sentence after an assault in a pub. Oh really? Yeah, he allegedly. Well, it says he allegedly admitted to assaulting a chef in Spain. Oh, right. Net news. Yeah. Good on him. He's been handed a 12 month suspended sentence after assaulting a chef in Spain. The actor who plays home, oh, home that yeah, alleged Wednesday morning, um, police were called to a disturbance outside a Costa Blanca pub in Alicante. We all like Alicante, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, chef Barthuel Arujo, uh, 21, alleged that he had been punched twice before having a glass smashed in his face. All right. And he's got four oh, stitches right. to a wound above his eye. Homelander oh. don't fuck around. So anyone who doesn't know, Homelander's a, a basically a bad version of Superman in, in the comic book series The Boys he's a really good character he's a good actor as well he's a Kiwi oh Boys from the Black Stuff the fucking hell man gives a job your shit jokes fucking oh. don't, just don't bother put a sound, <laughs> put a sound effect under it it'll go down well no, I, I mean that was the main reason I wiped out your story last week it was because his shit, his shit jokes it was like his wanking joke like his own but paintings you mean wanking that, all oh, that shit it was like, said oh that? god you did you oh can't. fuck so. fucking, oh. I was like what the fuck are you two years old like, right I'm going I'm putting the yeah. mic down see you later boys see ya <laughs> So, so speaking to local press, uh, but yeah, sorry, the character, yeah, he's, he's a good character, good actor. I mean, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see he's violent in real life. Yeah. yeah. So speaking to local <laughs> press, Arujo claimed uh, the actor lashed out after a friend he was with asked a friend of stars to calm the actor down because he was being so annoying. After the feud had moved outside, uh, feud moved outside the pub. The chef claimed Star said to him, "You don't know who you've messed with. You don't know who I am and what you've done." <laughs> so, he, so he actually thinks he's Homelander then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's a bit sad. In a statement, uh, a spokesman for Spain's national police said, "I can confirm. I, I can confirm. No, why is he stalling like that? I can confirm a 46-year-old man. I can't even do a Spanish accent, and I'm Spanish. Was arrested following an incident in the pub in Alicante. Was he 46? The Anthony Star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah 12 months suspended prison sentence and fined 4,141 pounds. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just it, got back by us. What have I missed? <laughs> <laughs> See oh, that story about this, Homelander in the week. Talking of real celebrities, talking of real celebrities, I just thought this one for the, the puns. Held by boys in blue, Lee Ryan was arrested after going berserk on a plane when the cabin crew uh, refused to serve the Blue Star booze. Did he really go? I don't think he did go berserk because if he went berserk, he'd be putting axes through people's heads because berserkers were the the crazy Viking guys, weren't they? (laughs) Passengers Mm, claim. So I call that shit joke off Barry, sorry. There's a lot of it going about. Passengers claim Ryan, 39, became disruptive during a flight from Glasgow to London City. That's not a long flight, is it? From Glasgow to London. London City, yeah. <laughs> Delaying it by 20 minutes as he was nicked after it landed. Well, no, One, to be fair, if you, de- de- if you delay it by 20 minutes, that means it's 40 minutes. Might as well have got it, driven. An hour. So one passenger said... Never mind singing with Blue. He turned the air blue with his language. I wasn't the passenger. He became aggressive with the air hostesses. Once it became clear, he wouldn't get given alcohol. It does say get given, so it might have been Barry. At one point, he left his seat and started walking up and down the aisle despite being told to sit down. He even ran behind the cabin crew curtains. I wonder if he tried... He did a Homeland thing as well. He was like, don't you know who I am? And everyone's like, no. No, we don't. No, I haven't got a clue. No. I don't know. Oh, you're that bloke from Blue. You look really fat and old, though. <laughs> Chesney Hawks still says that to people to get into places and they go yeah of course I know you are you're the lead actor in Buddy's song <laughs> he was yeah he was handcuffed and bundled <laughs> off the jet Roger Daltrey son into a waiting police van on the right that's what happens when people get arrested isn't it yeah so any yeah. more news articles to read off the internet yeah I've got loads if you want I'll just yeah, go on so the whole internet anything else anyone long. else could read, look up themselves yeah, I've got one Here, have you, do you know about the Bogota bracelet the Bogota bracelet. Bogota, Bogota, yeah, 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 you were right Colum- first time. In Colombian. Bogota. Yeah, yeah. I learned about this today. Is it like a Colombian necktie? Uh, no. It, the, the, the Bogota bracelet incident took place in May 1970 when Bobby Moore, the captain of the England national football team, was detained in Colombia for four days after being accused of stealing a bracelet from a jewellery shop located in the Bogota Hotel in which the team was staying. The arrest took place in the build-up to the World Cup finals where England were to defend the cup they won in 1966. It provoked widespread reaction in the United Kingdom, a diplomatic intervention by the Prime Minister. Wow. And he got a suspended sentence and he had to get come back and get tried and shit. So a lot of celebrities getting in trouble. Yeah. Oh, I did have a, I had a little... Oh, fuck, what, are we, are we doing, is this a history podcast now? Yeah, yeah, yeah celebrities <laughs> in trouble. I had a little pop at... Um, I did have a little pop at Liz Truss earlier. So it's only, because the election's going on, uh, it's only fair to let you know that Rishi Sunak is an anagram of high-risk anus. So let's uh, do our big philosophical question of the week. I'm going to ask you a philosophical question. Let's see if you can resolve this one. Uh, We do this every week. So here's this week's one. Uh, What should be the goal of humanity? Think about it for a while. Don't jump in. What sort of vague, shitty fucking question is that? What should be the goal of humanity? It's a bit like saying, what's the meaning of like... What's the meaning? I don't know. The main goal of you, again, it's a bit like saying, that's a bit like my thingy of life, my rule of life, bit don't worry, be happy. <laughs> oh, or try and be happy. Try not yours, to, mate. Well, don't be a cunt, don't hurt each other. It's Bobby McFerrin. The goal, yeah, but the... <sighs> no, but some people think the goal is to die with more toys than everyone else, and other people would think it's maybe we should all learn to come together and uh, understand each other, and maybe the Tower of Babel, Babel was, wasn't just a parable, maybe it's what happened to us, and we all need to learn to understand each other. Yeah. Maybe it was a parable. Do you not think the goal of humanity is to work together, like you just said? Yeah. No, I think the goal of humanity is to get football home. (sighs) I reckon the goal of humanity is just to get absolutely off our faces. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Yeah, boy. 
Right, let's so have a piss. That question, yeah? yeah? To not upset anyone, really. To not upset anyone who doesn't want to be upset. You're upsetting me. Oh. Let's more this. yes and. Okay, here's another one then. Right, do your list. Right, so let's talk about John Peel's record collection. Why? And because why not? What the fuck? <laughs> why not? <laughs> okay, yeah, go why on then. Not? What, what do you <laughs> fuck do you know? Have you got his record collection? Have you got it here now? Like, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Fuck yeah, me, I didn't know. Pocket. Oh, he's got the Turtles album. That's weird. I didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought he's got the fucking Turtles album. I've got that upstairs. <laughs> well, John Peel, you don't what about know about his posthumous criminal record collection. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. If you don't know who John Peel is, Greg, you obviously don't know who this guy is. I know John Peel is, and that, and that was uh, Monkey Spunk on Transphobic Records. Uh, you see, every every person, he, that's not his, that's not a very good that's impression good, of him. That, you know, but, yeah, but, he, but he used to introduce. He used to say uh, the, on his show the name of the band would always be something really fucking obscure, wouldn't it? and that was Beeswax dipped in. Well, alleg- or other. allegedly, because your your impression did sound a lot like Jimmy Savile. Did and it? there is a legend. Now then, this is the uh, next song. Is uh, nah, I don't think it did. I mean. yeah, but isn't he? But yeah, hasn't he been accused of being a, a pedo? Well, he married a 12, 13 year old or something, did he? That was legal. Who, John Hill. No, yeah. he, he did something with a. F- I don't know. Apparently. Well, I don't believe that's that. grubby. Let's not talk about that no. grubby stuff. Tim Westwood. Let's talk about John Peel's record collection. So John Peel was famous for having a massive record collection, and he's got some of the most obscure, rarest albums. Monkey Spuzz on Fluffy Biscuit Records. Probably he's got the most obscu- like obscure, rare albums that have existed. And there was a, I think it's on BBC Sounds. There was a show where people went round his house and like looked through the collection and played some of the stuff and found some of the rarest records they could you could find basically things that you didn't even believe existed anymore so what I'd like to do now quickly is um, you just play the part this won't take long this probably won't last that long at all to be honest with you but you're someone who's massively into music yeah well I mean yeah right okay and Johnny would you say you're into music yes right well maybe you then great <laughs> so you're somebody who you've always wanted to go to John Peel's record collection yep I'm letting you in the house and I'm showing you around his record collection. Yep. And I just want to see how much in awe you are of this record collection. Okay. Okay. Ding dong. Oh, hello, Greg. Uh, so who are you? Are you John Peel's wife? I'm John Peel's uh, wife, what, Suzanne Peel. Uh, his widow. Widow, Suzanne Peel, yeah. yes. Okay. Oh, hi, Suzanne. Hi there. Uh, uh, thanks for letting me round to look yeah, at John's so records. Yeah, so you want to see John's records? Yeah. Okay, well, come and take a look. Some, I bet some peaches in here because, I mean, he always... It's a tell about all the obscure stuff um, on the radio, and you thought, well, that's just the stuff he's reading out and, and recommending to us. I'm managing what the, he keeps to himself and doesn't tell anyone about. They're, they're being catalogued currently. There's absolutely loads of them. Thank you for coming. It's lovely you could write to us, and you're so interested in records. Yeah. Do you want to come and check us some out and come and have a look? Oh, through? yes, yeah. Come through here to the back rooms, past the kitchen. But don't mind the dogs. Oh, hello. Uh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. oh, you must have smelled my dog. <laughs> yeah. uh, so here we are. Here's one of the here's the first record room. Look up this little corridor here. Pull this door open. Oh, what do you wow. think? Wow. Wow. Wall to wall of, of eclectic shit. Man, I bet. Well, whoa. Oh, he's got the Turtles album. Wow. Um, what else has he got? <laughs> the Batman album by Prince as well oh it's got some of my favourites on it let's, let's have a little spin red and white black and green the funkiest man you've ever seen you can't play Rules the and regulations. oh fuck I just like to look at them and sing them um, oh thanks I'll, <laughs> I'll chuck that on in a minute um, what else have you got um, um, the Mr Men album oh the Mr Men <laughs> 
Mr. Oh, the Magic Roundabout one. Uh, oh, what's this? Oh, the the, the themed, uh, what's it? The movie soundtrack to the Skeleton Key. Um, we Old voodoo tunes. Oh, let's play one backwards. John is still here with you. He's watching you right now. What the fuck? That's in bad taste. What about this one? The Wombles. Oh, nice. Well, thanks for coming. I can't be the old TV stuff, the old TV and movies. The old TV themes, yeah. I thought you'd have something, I don't know, a bit more bandy. Never mind. No, you only collected TV themes. Oh. <laughs> well, excellent. That's, that's what I was looking for. So, brilliant. Well, thanks for coming. Bye. Okay, see ya. Getting through the list, haven't we? So, they say the uh, best thing about being alive... Comment on this. You don't have to really say a lot about this. You can just okay. comment on it if you want. They say the best thing about being alive is the smell of freshly baked bread. And the worst thing is watching a family member slowly dying from the C word. Thoughts? Cunt? You, what, you don't just die if you call someone a cunt. Cancer. Oh, cancer of the cunt. Thoughts on that? Would you agree? Um, uh, Freshly baked bread, remember? Yeah. Freshly, so what's the, what was the question? Uh, the best thing about being alive... This is a statement, not a question, a statement, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you agree yeah, with the statement? The best thing that? about being alive is freshly baked be- bread. bread. So the smell bread. of freshly baked bread. There's lots of other decent smells. Well, if you've got one of them allergies to the... What do they call it? Yeast infection. If you were just a nose and you didn't have a penis or any other fucking sensual, like any other things well, you'd be to over enjoy, the moon, wouldn't you? then yeah, the smell of bread would be the best thing ever. But like, if you enjoy other things, like the taste of bread and fucking bread or whatever, or fucking whatever, yeah, you yeah, know, this, this, they reckon the smell is the precursor. It, it stimulates all the other uh, true, true senses. I mean, it is a great smell. But then and dogs can dogs can smell cancer. Uh, <laughs> but can dogs smell freshly baked bread? Yeah. Not if you say it like that. Say it really quickly. <laughs> freshly baked bread, 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 bread. What if you what say if it you're, properly? Freshly baked bread. No. What if you really love the smell of cancer, like your dog, and your loved one's dying of bread? Mm, freshly mm. baked cancer. You could die of bread if you ate too much. Paul Hollywood's in danger of dying of bread, I reckon. Well, the series was quite popular a bit to begin <laughs> with, but it died in the end, didn't it? Yeah. Gotta get up. Gotta get out. That wasn't fresh. But I've got cancer in my scalp. I oh. can't smell bread. Oh. Stinky. Time to move on. Do you think you're too old to get a tattoo? Think before you ink. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo or my tattoos on Garfield. my head. Garfield. No, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a treble clef and a bass thing on either side of my head. Uh, to show that I love music. Why don't you just have the word job stopper misspelled backwards on your forehead? Oh, nice one. I saw a guy over his eyebrow today had a two tattoo that said missing you. Or missing, or something like that. It said something like missing. Did, oh, that's unique. Didn't you get close enough to read it? A lot, no, oh yeah, it was quite close because a lot of people have facial tattoos nowadays. What are your thoughts on facial tattoos? It's the best way that's to become a sound. I was thinking about, I was thinking about doing one on my head just in case my when I've shaved my head, where I've got that weird patch of skin that doesn't doesn't seem to change colour. I was thinking, well, I could just put a tattoo on it. Well, if you, want, it, if you want to be a SoundCloud rapper, then that's what you used to have to do two got, years ago. Yeah, and I do. Well, want we're to be always ahead of the time. I do want to be a SoundCloud rapper, so. Tattoo the word Face Bruce. tattoos of the way. What would you call yourself? Lil G-Dog. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm no, not much imagination there, but you know, I want to get my you stuff out there quick. you got to front. Yeah. Lil something. Lil. Get a tattoo of a Lil Devil on your back. Call yourself Lil Devil. <laughs> and then look like loads of girls from the from the late 90s or no, mid, not, mid to late 90s who went into the same tattoo shop and was like, oh, I fancy a tattoo. Can I get that Lil Devil? 
And it's like, oh, do, don't want to put a little bit of thought into it? Because I've done about 10 of those this week and uh, you're not going to look very individual walking around with you that. You could have uh, the, your name tattooed on your ass, and I don't mean G-Dog, I mean just, just the words your name. And then you go up to people and say, you, I've got your I've name, got your name on, on, my, my ass. on my ass." And then, they go like, and then you get laid. Camel oh, toe on your toe. No, just have the word camel, camel. wouldn't you? So that's yeah, camel toe. Just camel, yeah. Or get the word uh, I heart anal just above your bum. Yeah, that's what, like that meme we watched yeah. the other day. Yeah. Memes are cool. <coughs> yeah. It wasn't a meme, it was just a video, wasn't it? Oh, is that still classed as a meme if someone goes nah. right and films something on holiday? And then, that's not a meme. If Joe got... Rogan famously the other day was talking about a cool meme and it was actually a cartoon from a newspaper. All right. So <laughs> there you go, granddad. Uh, yeah, he's a... Well, if, if, anyway, Joe Rogan says retarded things all the time. He's got the number one podcast in the world. I don't know why I'm so bothered about like housekeeping and getting stuff right when Joe Rogan never gets anything fucking right. If anything, he gets it, things drastically wrong and influences other people too. So uh, He's very good at kicking. Alex wow, Jones is in the shit. Now, I mean, he used to be. I haven't yeah. seen him do a kick recently. He did one a couple of years ago. It was really hard. Yeah. What on you? No, on the telly. How do you know it was hard? Because they had one of the meters showing how hard you can kick. Mm. I will say this: in our post-truth world, Alex Jones' chickens are coming home to roost. And I don't mean Alex Jones, the presenter of the One Show. No, I mean the conspiracy frogs are turning gay. Alex Jones, yeah. all his chickens Sandy have come Hook. home to roost. And he's in the world where he has to be speak the truth now in court. Well, not really speak the truth. No his lawyer accidentally sent two years worth of his text messages from his whole phone to the prosecution, proving that he committed perjury, showing that he's guilty in a, in a case that's going to cost him up to $150 million. <laughs> Good. At last. Yeah. Fucking at last. Shame we can't do that to... Shame we didn't have to rush Lindbergh something like that before he passed But on. if you want to buy some CBD... Uh, cream for your ankles apparently his one's really good I didn't say that I was just playing a part um, this TV oh. in a world where Tucker Carlson can get off a crime because no one would take him seriously as a news reporter he maybe thought he had a chance it's like it's just an opinion show I'm not really a news reporter it's just an opinion show yeah and your opinions suck mate <laughs> you millionaire bastard go to the redneck rave that'll sort you out yeah Right there. One thing I did find out this week, you know, on Spotify, the relaxing music channel has adverts, so it wakes you back up. Oh, a bit like YouTube, it has adverts every two seconds now. Oh, they've gone up, right? They since the pandemic. I, yeah. don't, I use your family thing, so I don't pay. I don't use that. Well, well, Spotify, adverts, yeah, yeah. Not YouTube. We've got, oh, sorry, YouTube. Sorry, yeah, yeah, we pay for Spotify. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> we just like it. The Spotify. Oh god, yeah, the adverts on YouTube are fucking yeah, horrendous. Ridiculous. There's an app you can get called PureTube though, and you can get all for with no Pure adverts. Tube. If you head Pure to uh, video one of the Idle Matinee podcast, you won't see any adverts on there. Mm. Right, let me ask you two questions. I'm going to throw one out for Johnny, one out for Greg. Okay, you can run with this as quickly as or as long as you like. Uh, and Greg, I want you to give me an example of you living your life like Dennis Waterman. What, the, the actor? Yeah, the so, actor. Uh, what? In his like later years? In, what, his, in his prime? Day, in, his his prime. Th- in his prime, yeah, not in his later years. Okay. okay. We'll uh, go on the journey after. What would he do? What would he have to okay, I'll, just come, back, I'll just come back from work. Okay, okay cool. Okay. What, what time Ooh. is it? Huh? What time? Well, you Late must, evening? Early evening? It's, it's, it's like, like, they only need to shoot something for a morning scene on Minder, so they've done something in the day, and he's come back at three o'clock Lovely. in the afternoon. Uh, right, what's he doing? He's come back to see the wife. This is great because this is give people an insight into his Ruda life. Lenska. Yeah. yeah. Right, what's he doing? Ruda Lenska, his wife? Well, it depends if you want it to be in this well, period. Ruda, I'm home. Yeah, we finished We finished shooting at three. Yeah, I only had this uh, scene to do when I beat up the guy and throw him over the bar. For, yeah, you know, yeah. So, well, we've got the uh, 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 bit of afternoon delight. What do you, what do you reckon, Ruda? 
Ruler? Oh, she's not in. You can do her as well. <laughs> oh, well, oh, I can. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I'm married to her. No, she's not in. In okay. my thing. Ruler? Oh, you're not in, love. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll just put my feet up and uh, I'll just sit here and watch some old episodes of mine. Do they? Oh, no, hang on a minute. I can't because I haven't made them yet. Uh, what would I do in my day off? Oh, fuck knows. What, I, do, do, I think I've found out. Open a beer. Oh, yeah. A, yeah, sure, Terry. And have, have a fag. He likes a fag, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, man, we'll have a fag and a brew whilst I'm watching... Oh, fuck. The Sweeney. What, what, what brew is he having? Tea or beer? What would he have? Brew. Uh, tenants. Oh, tenants. I don't, tenants, know. I don't okay. know what he's fucking drunk. I've just got a little... You're in, mate. Oh, oh exactly right. Oh, this is so shit. He has a, a tenants and a Sweeney. I'm giving it all I can and it's not enough. <laughs> tenants and a Sweeney, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tenants and a Sweeney. Slice of toast? Yeah. So, oh, slice of toast. Oh, don't feel proper. Old Ruler's cooking me a steak later. I'll just have a slice of toast to watch the Sweeney. Fall asleep in the yeah. Ooh, oh, well, that was a nice bit of toast. It's filled me right up. Don't know why. I'll fall asleep, I reckon. Oh. It seemed to open up a lot more on the Piers Pretty Morgan programme. Uh, what are we saying? Ruler Lentzka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruler Lentzka. Johnny's showing us pictures on his phone, which he does all the time. It Ruler Lentzka. I don't podcast. all the time. Sometimes I fall asleep. Yeah. Ruler Lentzka, shocked and relieved after ex-husband Dennis Waterman, so they were married, finally admits that he punched and slapped the actress. Oh, there oh, you go. That, I could have made that more interesting then, could I? I could have come back and beaten her up. Thank God she weren't in. <laughs> Former star of Minder and the Sweeney confessed to Piers Morgan during an interview for Life Stories. Domestic that. violence campaigners criticised the 64-year-old. Oh, stop reading the No, listen, God, listen. No, shut up. Domestic violence campaigners criticised the 64-year-old after he admitted it's not difficult for a woman to make a man hit her. <laughs> what a gen. Yeah, like Sean Connery. Right, you'll go, Johnny. <laughs> you are... Sometimes they need a little right, slap. You are... There's a reboot of Brushstrokes. Yeah. And you're the new Jacko from Brushstrokes. Hello, Jacko. So you're doing both... Cat- you're doing Onslow, yeah? Yeah. Son of Onslow, son of Jacko. Right, do t- you can do all the characters yourself. All right. Off you go. Hello, son of Jacko. How's your day been? Oh, it's been awful. I kicked over a tin of paint. But you're a professional painter, son of Jacko. I know, son of Anslow, but it turns out I'm a fucking cunt. There you go. Not bad. Okay. Best way to cook bacon? <laughs> Heat. At the bacon bar. Uh, oven. No, not oven, you cunt. That's, that's the, the Royals do it in the oven for 20 minutes. I'm sure they do, the fucking Crisp it up. inbred thick cunts. Of course they do, but they, they but inbred thick German guns. But they're human no, traffickers that kill princesses. Uh, no bacon. I mean, fried is the is the tastiest way, but then I think grilled. I've I've got used to grilled now. If you've got the right bacon and you grill it just the right amount, then it can taste fried anyway. You don't want it stewing it. You, if you fry it, just use its own fat. Don't ever put fat in the pan and then fry it in. It's what, like deep oil or butter it. or anything no, like that. No, don't put any of that. You don't need any of that. You just put the bacon in, let the fat f- come off it, and it cooks itself in its own fat. But the royals reckon you should put a little bit of lard in. The royals in. are fucking... Since when have they cooked anything themselves? Well, it's the royal chefs. Oh, the, the royal chef don't know shit either. I think the best way to cook bacon is for a whistleblower to release WhatsApp groups where they've taken pictures of dead people. <laughs> oh, see what you did there. Topical. I see what you did there. Oh, they're they're all getting fucked as well. Right, you good, good cunts. Fuck. I, I mean, the, the scary thing about that though, is that there's there was a team. It wasn't just one bad pig. It's a fucking big crew. It wasn't of just one bad and apple. Not, and it's not like they're the only one. It's like oh, it's only going to be that little group in London or wherever the fuck it was. You know what I mean the, the Thames Valley? I mean not Thames Valley. Fucking but it was all, all the, the Met. <laughs> yeah, all the Met. And then, yeah, but then you've got all the other coppers in yeah. the other fucking areas like everywhere. There's, I mean, come on, man. You've got to give them a break. They're only in their early twenties, most of them. 
They don't uh, know much better. What Wayne Cousins was like fifty, wasn't he? Oh, Wayne Cousins, yeah, sorry. I mean, I was talking about the what about Wayne Sleep? The other ones. The other ones were in their 40s or whatever. Couples. I think the ones who were getting done in oh, the Oh, God, court. they should know better then. It's disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, you should know better at the age of 20 as well. It's not like, oh, I've grown up. Oh, I used to rape and murder women as a copper, but now I'm in my 40s now. I've got, I'm over that. Yeah, Chilled oh, out a bit now. Yeah, I used to do that in my 20s. You know, kids will be kids. You'll do that. All coppers do that when you're starting out. <laughs> Par for the course. You've got to get out of your system, ain't you? Excuse me, you're nicked. Uh, yeah, what law is that? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't really, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the law is. Subsection two, uh, <laughs> chapter one. Can't um, you see yeah. from this badge number I'm covering up? I'm talking back to a policeman. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me, don't swear at me, <laughs> please. Swearing's really bad. <laughs> uh, Next. Uh, how can you be original if everything has already been done? Do it a different way. This hasn't been done. <laughs> <laughs> right, it did take us 145 uh, episodes to get to that point. Finally, something original. An actual lu- can it be in my immortal hand? I hold a lump of originality. No, uh, right, so this is a challenge for maybe both of you. So do you know who the uh, playwright Alan Bennett is? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, very good. Mm, you do know. Tea. Oh, you both know who he is. So I want you to both, and I'll have a go at this as well. Uh, I want you all three of us to do Alan Bennett singing a song about a day at the beach <laughs> okay. in the hot, hot sun. A day at the beach. What would Alan Bennett sing if he was singing a song about the day at the beach? Oh, I've gone to the beach, but it, oh, it's so pebbly. I don't like pebbles. Oh, it's hot, isn't it? It's a bit hot for my skin. Oh, I wish I could find some shade. Oh, I do like to be beside the seaside, but only if mothers pack the right sandwiches. If she's done cucumber, it will wilt. So I'll have to bring a fresh tip box. Oh, I do like to go to the seaside if I've got a nice cooler to keep my cucumber sandwiches in that mum gave me. Oh, I got my hot, hot body on the hot, hot beach and I'm rubbing it with sun lotion. I look like a peach. Oh, baby, gonna get me looking hot. Rub me up and down. Oh, I've got sand in my sun lotion. Got sand in my thwot. Oh, no, I've I've opened my lunchbox and it's the wrong box. It's my mother's sanitary towels. Still, I better eat it. I remember eating mother's sanitary towels on the beach. Let's go to the beach. We can have a windbreaker each. Um, and then I'll try to teach you how to play frisbee. That's I think, three rhymes. That's all I could get. Are uh, we done? Yeah. <laughs> so I, got no I think so, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, talking to the beach, what's your favourite part of the British Isles coastline? Lowestoft. Really? Without, see, I didn't even have to think Without about Without a that. doubt. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I had a family flat there how holiday flat there and used to go there all the time oh and it was, it, it was voted britain's best beach um and you bought that for the whole family so two, yeah so it's voted britain's best beach two years usually cornwall gets it like every year it's like breast beach cornwall yeah blah 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 but lowestoft's won it twice breast beach it's, it's, yeah it's, yeah <laughs> yes breast beach the memories <laughs> the, the memories zing but no lowestoft so whereas cornwall's like you've got all the dunes and stuff and it's a bit more sort of not um you know it's a bit more what's the word natural you've got natural sort of beaches dunes and fucking whatever whereas lowestoft's one is sort of it's very clearly like man-made or whatever but it's really good it's got a very gradual like walk like when you walk out to sea it's just it's all sand there's no pebbles no stones the beach is really wide and it's just a really gradual sort of gradient going into the sea so it's, it's great for swimming um, and great for playing shit like cricket, football, whatever. 
Um, I've got many well, good every memories. Be- every beach in England is great for playing with shit now, isn't it? Well, with shit, yeah. But I mean, compared to like Brighton Beach, which, which is about five metres wide, if that, and just full of stones, it, it's shit. It's, I mean, well, I mine, mine was going to be Brighton, but... It's not, it's, I mean, Brighton's good because it's got Brighton around it. Yeah, but the beach not itself, for the beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, the beach itself is absolute dog shit. I watched... Um, I think with Nail and I on Brighton Beach at night, they had a massive screen. Oh, yeah. That was really good. That's cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, I like, well, I'm going Brighton next week for my birthday. Yeah. Um, I, like I, like, I like Brighton, but yeah, the yeah. beach is awful. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't want to go in the sea around anywhere in England at the moment, I don't think. Because of the poo. Yeah, no, it stinks. We were saying that Brighton's like, if you could choose between Brighton and London to live, you would choose Brighton, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely. I've had more fun in Brighton than I do. Well, Brighton, if you live in Brighton, you can, and you were working or wanting to go to London, it's like a, it's an easy commute, commute, whatever it is for us, whatever. Yeah, my brother. Well, it's easier than our one. I think my brother lived in Brighton for ages, and when I went to stay, went with Jason to go and visit him, I had a wicked time. End up getting laid and everything like. Shag some bird. Shag some bird in a. Shag some bird. Shag some bird in my brother's kitchen, like and my brother. Oh, more details, please. Or J pop. Making bacon. <laughs> no, I'm J- joking. J-pop no. pretended to be asleep on the sofa, but I think he had one eye open. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we, no, I had a great time. Other than just other than getting laid, it was really good fun going out there. And I've had more fun there than I've I've had in a night in London. Any night in London, to be fair. And now my brother's, even though he's been living in London, so he used to live in Bright- Brighton. Now he lives in London. Has lived there for a few years. He's now considering moving back to Brighton. Brighton's like, generally more relaxed. Yeah. Um, it's it's a bit like Bristol in that sense. It's like it's, yeah. it's got all the good good big stuff, decent places to go, but without all the the bullshit that London's got. Have, yeah. you, ever, have you ever heard of Thorpe Ness in Suffolk? Uh, no, Thorpe? my mum probably has. Thorpe Ness was built as uh, like a, by an aristocrat as a sort of seaside getaway for the rich, yeah. and then it's opened up to everybody later on. And there's like a house in the clouds. There. There's like a house. It was a water tower, and they covered it with a fake house. But now it actually here's a house in the clouds. They call it on stilts. But apparently Thorpe Ness is a really nice place to go. Mm. It's like a mini like mm, Port Merion weird little village. It's all sort well, of hidden away. Port Merion, the prisoner one. Yeah, Port Merion. Yeah, I was just going to mention that as well because that, that's in Wales, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cause Suffolk. That's well, lowest off in Suffolk as well. So maybe yeah, Thorpe Ness is near where you were. Yeah, no, anyway. exactly. It's that that sort of area, that area, that part of the country, East Anglia, is, has got some pretty good beaches. Yarmouth's not that great because again, Yarmouth is all oh, right. Yeah. I'll show you a picture yeah, of Barry yeah. yeah. Shame we're not doing no, the podcast because then I could stick that well, picture we could up stick on, it on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Google the house in the clouds. Yeah, just Google it. But it was it was because um, Maxine got a house. I think it's I think it's a house on Airbnb. It's right on the beach, and it wasn't that expensive. And bearing in mind it's in the first week of August, I thought holidays in England would go. The price would go through the roof, obviously, because they're saying how difficult it is to go abroad at the moment. So there there is hope. Was it Airbnb then she got? I think she got an Airbnb, yeah. How long are you going to Brighton for? Just a week. Good st- A whole week? Yeah. Oh, God. What are you going to do? you got stuff planned for every day? Um, well, I've got a DJ at my birthday party at the end of the week, so I thought I'd take all the stuff down to download the music and do that while she's asleep. Is it in Brighton, the party? It's in London? No, the party's in Ellsbury. Oh, is it? Yeah, you're invited. Oh, am I? Yeah, it's the, the aristocrat. aristocrat. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll come. When is it? Uh, the 12th of August yeah sounds good anyone come down next weekend oh excellent yeah, apparently, apparently you have to I don't know you have to they had to hire the pub because normally whenever I've done part, when I used to do parties you'd basically turn up all arrogant and go I've decided I'm doing a party here you're going to make loads of money thank you right. but now you have to pay it's not in London then I thought you having one in London. No, as Kitchen's well, having one in London, right, but I'm going. Okay. To, I'm not going to that. One. I'm going to Brighton. Okay, right. So uh, that's our coastal advice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Lowestoft. Uh, let's play, uh, Greg. Let's do play your Greg. do your general that's in every single disaster movie. Holy Mary, Mother of God. 
it's been something's about coming out of the sea the Godzilla's just come out of the sea something like that the big asteroids just appeared holy mary mother of god or, or you at lowest stuff or uh, yeah or um in the kitchen <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know or a variation of that yeah. jesus holy mary son of mary mother of god it's, is it's that the, like, like that. the american ge- uh, general that's been completely stern throughout the rest yeah. of the film yeah. and like t- everyone's terrified of and then because oh he shit his pants oh my god yeah they're like oh god he's saying oh my god it must be serious yeah that's it Mm. There's a film called um, Torn. Have you ever seen it? Do you not want to hear my impression? Oh, you've gone then. If you've got one, I didn't think you had one. Okay. <laughs> I only thought Greg had the general impression. Please go for it. Blimey! <laughs> oh, blue. oh, God, that's a big one. <laughs> this guy will not stay in the army too long. He's mine. They, I've never. I've been in. Sorry. I've been in wars. Many a war. Vietnam. Viet. Um, World War II. WW2. Korea. Uh, WW2 yeah but I've never seen anything that big put it away hey. Hey. It, make, it, it makes me laugh when people say cause it, sometimes it says WW2 instead of World War 2 when it's only two syllables go, oh what was that WW2 it's much easier to say go, World, no, War World War 2 oh, oh of course oh, sorry <laughs> these grunts you sent out to die are worth a thousand of you that's good oh yeah Avatar 2 lining up from there Torn uh, a man's son Climbs a mountain as a pilgrimage to his father who died climbing the mountain. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then what happens? Oh, he dies as well. Yeah, the son dies. <laughs> <laughs> then, I, mean, I don't know what. Uh, I, I'm laughing because uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. Because you got Because I'm because I too am a ghoul. It turns out. Then, and I want you to play this character, Greg. <laughs> his son attempts to climb the mountain for his father and his grandfather but he also dies he's five years old <laughs> well he can't have a son then that'd be the end of the <laughs> oh I gotta complete the thing that my dad I mean my granddad started and my dad nearly did all I gotta do is not die I probably should have waited till I was a little bit older to try this uh, yeah, but no um, I'm gonna try it now when I'm five uh, crampons uh, peg in here to do uh, oh I'm ten metres up it's kinda high oh, 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 oh. where's Jimmy gone he's gone mate <laughs> What did you see? The uh, five-year-old boy died trying to complete a mountain climb that his grandfather and father tried to complete they before him. Have let him do it. <laughs> did you see the trailer for that musical Joker Two Electric Boogaloo that came out today? No, is it actually a musical? The <laughs> Joker Two film is yeah. a joke, isn't it? No, I told right. you weeks ago. The trailer's come out. Musical with um, the meat dress woman. I saw all the Comic Con trailers and they Lady were Gaga. awful. Gaga, Black Adam, Shazam, all the uh, superhero stuff. You hear about that Batgirl film that was filmed in Glasgow? Cost Warner Brothers ninety million pounds. Don't know if you heard about this, Greg. So they did. So they did the Robert Pattinson one there. They shot that there, and they've they've done the Batgirl one there as well. Was it only the Batgirl one that was there? No, the, but check this the out. Film or TV yeah, series? Film. Oh, yeah. oh, you don't know about this? No, no, but TV they did, series. They shot the, the oh. bat. They shot the Batman this there, didn't they? As yeah, well, yeah, they they did. Did. Say hi to it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you don't know. Let me tell you then. I'll fill you on these little deets I'm all ears right so Bat they, they uh, Warner is it HBO Max is not I know HBO Max isn't Warner Brothers but I'm sure it's either HBO Max or Warner Brothers have their own channel coming out or it might be HBO to be honest with you. I can't remember which one it is but anyway one of the streaming services they spent 90 million by the guys who made ba- uh, wrote Bad Boys for Life and they made the Batgirl film they made the Batgirl film during lockdown. Okay? So the guys responsible for Bad Boys for Life are they not the they same? They directed the film. Yeah, are they not the same ones responsible for the other Bad Boys films? Uh, I'm not sure if they are. Okay. I don't know. They might be, but right. I, I don't know. Just said the two directors. Uh, yeah. So had that, her in it. Had Michael Keaton in it. 
Oh, had low because he was the one we know he said he reprised his role as Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. came back and he was in this film. It had loads of quite a few other. Uh, who's the guy in Whiplash? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, oh, J.K. Simmons yeah. was in it as well. Okay, it was filmed in Glasgow. Cost ninety million pounds. They did the test screenings of it. The test audience hated it. Scrapped it. Gone. You'll never see it. That's it. Wow. Oh, they said it's cheaper to not release this film and do all the marketing and all that than yeah. it is to actually release it and it'd be a flop and ruin the it brand is... it's better just to not do anything 90 with it million is not it. a lot they waste crazy money on films like the amount yeah. of, like that shit obviously the Men in Black film that I was in which was absolute dog shit and you can't even see me in it whatever but the amount of, that was spent on that scene that I'm not even in you know what I mean? The amount of people that was there, including me, I was there, paid to be in to it. To clarify, you were you were in the filming of it, but yeah. they didn't include yeah, you. Yeah, you can't see me like, in yeah. it. I, it's hard to tell whether the, the, the arm that you see is me. It's just too... I mean, even in... I think you probably stole the scene. <laughs> yeah. Tell, I mean, people, I tried to. tell people what the scene is for anyone who's... No, I've, I've talked about it loads I know, of it. But but yeah, new yeah. listeners might so not So it's know. a bounce, yeah. So if you watch Men in Black International, there's a scene... Oh, I put it on tonight. There's, there's a London nightclub no one's scene. Watched that. There's a London nightclub scene where Chris Hemsworth and... Teresa, uh, Tessa Thompson they starred alongside you in that bit didn't yeah, they yeah. Uh, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth go to this nightclub and they've got to go, go and see some alien for some fucking reason but there's only a really sh- little shot outside the club where the, the Jaguar because they've got a, a Jaguar in Men in Black because it's in England so they've got a Jag instead of whatever car they used before that drives up and it had a busted headlight it, when I was filming the scenes it got, took them ages to fix the headlight of this car which you don't even see the headlight in the fucking shop anyway yeah so you will see you'll see the scene that I'm in it, right in the very fucking bottom right corner as this Jaguar comes past there's a, there's a bouncer there there's a queue of what, what's the time stamp the exact time stamp <laughs> it's 28 minutes 13 seconds in uh, there's a queue of people that look like they're queuing up for a nightclub and there's what's meant to be a nightclub and I'm one of the bouncers there but you can only see but I don't think you can even see me I think you can see the guy that stood next to me I don't think I'm in the shot because didn't you actually start searching the extras and taking it really <laughs> yeah. seriously I was, I was taking it well seriously I was eating pistachios out of my, my pocket because I was trying to stay because I hadn't eaten properly oh. but I was pretending I was chewing gum like, like bouncers do and looking over everyone's head like nonchalantly and like not really taking paying attention going it, yeah yeah. And if only we'd have saved this for video we'll I know, yeah, a picture so of you in the security yeah. guard the picture of <laughs> we'll, the we'll, we'll bring this up yeah. next we'll bring week again. We'll do, we'll do let's again. ask the final question of the week before we go to the Gentle Bear Comedy Club and this question is to all three of us uh, do you ever cry in the shower no I piss in the shower not cry I'm not like Madonna it's a bit of a weird time to start crying isn't it it's like why would you suddenly become upset as you're in the shower I mean you'd have to be crying first before you got in the shower unless it was a really long shower and you had that much time to fucking think about something to make you cry I think crying in the shower is something that's only on BBC One dramas no one just cries in the show. I've never seen anyone cry in the show I'm like, Sean Bean probably will in that new one called Married I expect a few times or well, she will uh, it's coming out I bet he cried when he read the uh, the script of the first season of um, that Game of Thrones thingy do you see the trailer for the new one? Mm. That was at Comic Con as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it looked, it looked the trailer okay. made it look all right. No, the yeah, trailer made it look okay. The trailers always do. I've got a theory. My theory is that the the Lord of the Rings thing might be shit. Although yeah. saying that, because they dropped the ball with the Hobbit. Lenny Henry's in it. Yeah, no, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, because I thought you were joking about that. that but probably, yeah. um, I've got Hollywood insiders, mate. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking because of how much they dropped the ball with the last season of uh, Game of Thrones, I'm thinking they're going to try and make this one better. And, and so whatever they. Yeah, they're going to because the feedback they know everyone knows. I mean, the, the Game of Thrones went from z- hero to zero massively, didn't it? It was, it was a gradual thing. The last season, people were enjoying like to begin with. They're going like, oh, oh, it's not following the books anymore, but I like it. People like me, I was, I was yeah. like, I like what they're doing with it. I like what they're doing with it. And then just suddenly went. Woo. A lot of people say that. Oh, no, the fact, now they've started to say that Game of Thrones started to fall off in season five, and gl- they were gl- when they put in that ginger singer that pissed me off. 
Oh, with Sheeran, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But the, the last, we all agree, the last season eight was absolutely awful. Yeah. But if they'd have sopranoed that series at the end, we would still. There would be. Guess how much Game of Thrones stuff would still be coming out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have. They would have done what Disney wanted to do with Star Wars. There'd have been stuff coming out because they had three different projects coming out supposedly after that, and then the showrunners were supposed to do a Star Wars film, weren't they? And then they dropped the ball, and everyone just went, "Nah, That's mate." Thing, Game of Thrones was a fucking phenomenon. Like when it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was so massive. It was. For, I mean, and it's just taken quite a bit of. Uh, that season six to sink in or whatever whatever it was season eight, whatever eight, the, fuck, the last was. one to sink in and really set its shitness into everyone so for everyone to go oh yeah that was crap so for them the, the makers to go from yeah literally go from hero, hero to, zero to zero and be like yeah just a joke the joke of Hollywood sort of thing well, they've the- got to they've got to make something decent now because if they make another fucking flop that's it they've te- is it the same guys making this I, one that's, then that's I don't think it is I don't know or maybe it's not so then then hopefully it's going to be fucking they good ended up way. crying in the shower I, I, I like the I mean I like some of the actors some of the actors in House of Dragons are good I like and I think Doctor I like, Who Matt Smith's in it I think he, I mean he's not a bad actor I think he looks Paddy Constantine Paddy Constantine's in it and uh, Olivia uh, Olivia who's the Welsh guy Risa fans Risa yeah. Evans in it Olivia everyone's going to watch it Olivia Cook everyone's like going to watch it it looked just like a, it just looked like a Game of Thrones reboot because yeah, the fan, girl with blonde fan hair fiction, and all the dragons yeah. look like well, yes, but, I mean, it's, it's meant they're to be relate, yeah, they're, yeah, that's the, yeah, the oh I don't house, fucking that's know that's how they look let's do an improv did, did we talk, anyway did we talk about um, it's Targaryens it's the, yeah. yeah did we talk about Dungeons and Dragons film no, there's oh, no, a trailer was, for that. Yeah, the trailer that looks it looks good. I thought it looked good as well. I thought it looked quite good as it well. It looks fun. It looks yeah, like a fun. That's exactly romp. what I said. I said that looks sort of quite good fun. To and be I fair. said that looks like a fun. And, like, and Chris Indiana. Pine's not that bad. He's quite good. He's he's yeah. alright. And I mean, it, yeah. uh, him and see the Chris's. I like the Chris's. I like I like Evans. I like Pratt, and I like Pine. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I mean, they're all quite dependable. It had it had a touch of the the Marvel humour. But it also gave, you know, like the old whimsical films like Romancing the Stone yes, or the original yeah, 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 Indiana yeah. Jones or yeah. even, even the Goonie. Princess Bride, yeah, thing, exactly. Yeah. But that type of humour, you can see yeah. it, watch it. And the special effects look very yeah, good. They did, yeah. And it's Dungeons and Dragons. And, obviously, and it's mean something for my childhood. Because I thought that they obviously bought the Dragon Matrix animation from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah. it was it was shooting lava. The black dragon yeah, was no, shooting lava. So was that in that tra- yeah, trailer? Yeah, yeah the trailer. Like yeah. They've got different types of it. dragons yeah. in it. Well, can't wait to watch it. <laughs> you like Dungeons and Dragons, don't you? And Zombicide mm. and all that shit. Sure, and, also, and, and the Sandman looks quite good as well. The trailer for that. What's that one? Netflix. Well, Neil Gaiman. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the trailer. Oh, the trailer looks good. When I was, watching the trailer. I was listening, I was but, listening to a podcast where we were interviewing. I won't say which one it was because you got to listen to ours. We're talking to Neil Gaiman, and he said he's actually really proud of it, which because well, he's the showrunner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's and good. when yeah. they played the trailer for it, I was saying I bet they're going to play Mr. Sandman really slow down. You they didn't say that. Didn't I? Did, it, I you, did. said, you said at the end when the, when they played, but that they did bit do the, trailer, the last yeah. final bit. It goes. Bring me a dream, oh, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. They couldn't resist. Like, they couldn't resist it because he they was couldn't resist because he was talking about um, like creators having or comic book writers having their stuff um, made into TV shows and films. Can you do an impression of him doing it because we can pretend he's here, then can't I we? I can't remember how he talks, but he was talking about he. It, when they wanted to make good, normally. when he wanted to make good omens, he insisted on being the showrunner for it, even yeah. though he didn't want to be a showrunner, uh, just so it could be made properly. And um, that's how we got to make. Uh, I like good the omens. Sandman. I yeah, yeah, no, I, thought, I really, I like the book and the. Uh, never seen it. Yeah, I never the read TV it, show, but I like the I read TV the book, show. Um, because that was with uh, Terry oh. Pratchett, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, cool. 
But um, yeah, because of that, they allowed him to. Because no, he said normally Hollywood don't let writers How anywhere do you near know all this stuff. Because I read and listen to shit. You're a clever guy. Thanks, homie. Do you fancy coming to the Gentle Bear uh, Comedy Club? Yeah, I might go for another quick piss and okay. check the plate room. Yeah, I'll piss first. Okay, piss in my mouth. Oh. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Brown Bear Comedy Club. Uh, settle in, settle in. Uh, welcome to the Tooth and the Crab. Uh, we're at Buntings on Sea, a lovely seaside town this evening. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Stephen Compare. They say they don't get a lot of comedy in this uh, town, so it's lovely to bring some laughs to you all. Uh, settle down, everyone. We've got three cracking acts here this evening, so please sit back and enjoy. Without further ado, let's get the first act on the stage. So please put your hands together and give a lovely big warm welcome to Kevin Yeager. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Kevin Yeager. How are you all doing out there in, in the uh, Tooth and Crab, is it? Tooth and Crab. Yeah, yeah Tooth and Crab, mate. Yep, yep, yep. I have an aunt that believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of Christmas. She is an agnostic. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. No, eggnog. Eggnog. Oh, okay. Christmas. It's a stretch. I have another aunt that believes that nothing is known or can be known about the existence or nature of cigarettes. Cigarettes. She is a fagnostic. Uh, it's a stretch. Yeah. Well, no, less of a stretch, but... Good. <sighs> mm. I have another aunt that believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of Brexit. She's just a cunt. Hey. hey. <laughs> I'll leave you this thought. Whenever I hear a Mini Vanilli song on the radio, I just mime along. It's what they would have wanted. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Short and sweet, Kevin Yeager. Hope you enjoyed it. So now our next act, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and give a lovely warm welcome to Martin Saver. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Martin Saver. Yeah. Hello, everybody. My name's Martin Saver. I'm here to give you some great money-saving tips and a few laughs down the road of money-saving as well. So we'll have a little bit of everything this evening. So as we know, uh, I, don't, I want to try and take your mind off of the situation that's coming up in the not-so-distant future and try and make you laugh a little bit because going forward, Forward. everything's going up ladies and gentlemen as you well know it's all going up so if you've got kids i want to give you a cracking bit of advice uh what you want to do is uh get kiddies clothes if you've got your kiddies clothes and you know when they grow out of them they grow out of their clothes well, what you want to do is get any old clothes that you've got that you don't wear anymore and dress your kid up in your clothes now they may be a little bit too big for them but they'll get used to it and they they'll will grow into, grow into them, them of yeah. course thank you very much sir they'll grow into them so it's a great money saving tip now the next final last and final money saving tip i want to give you i know you're thinking this probably isn't that funny and no it's not that funny because life isn't that funny at the moment so we've got to get a little bit serious nowadays is saving on your heating bill and i'm going to say this to you heat the person not the room so if your nan's in the room set her alight <laughs> thank you very much ladies and gentlemen good night <laughs> thank you very much ladies and gentlemen that was martin saber it's probably a bit of a riff on martin money little saber they're not very good so ladies and gentlemen here's your final act this evening uh give it up this guy's been in las vegas he's been around the block he's been everywhere he's one of those classic acts it's james uh, i don't know if he does music anymore he used to sing he used to dance he used to do all sorts of stuff anyway but he's back on the scene again uh james tears on my pillow morris ladies and gentlemen please put your hands together for james James, tears on my pillow, Morris. Yeah. Woo! All right. Good evening, everybody. So, uh, I mean, I used to do songs, but maybe I still do. Hey, I'm going to throw a, a, an idea for a song out of the crowd. So, yeah, you down the front there. Uh, got oh, anything? No, what, what do you reckon I should sing about? Side by side. 
No, no, no. Uh, what? No, 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 no. Name a tune. Like, what? Uh, what should I sing of, about? The cost of living crisis. Ah, the cost of living. You, you Brits. Uh, that's a big thing for you guys over here. The cost of living. Okay. So I got a song about that. Uh, sing about tears on your pillow. What? Tears on my pillow. Your hair. Uh, is that one of mine? Yeah. Okay. You do it all the time. Okay. Is that funny? Oh, that's a good one. That is it one? funny? I don't know. Tears on my pillow. Uh, make me. I'm weepy like a willow. <laughs> That's not very funny, but I still make lots of money touring around Vegas. I think I, I think that's how it went. I, I mean, I, I can't remember. It's one of my old ones, man. That wasn't it. Uh, let me do a new one about the, the cost, cost of living, living. crisis. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, the cost of living. It's not worth living. Um, when you got to pay the cost for living. It's enough to put tears on your pillow, isn't it? It's getting harder every day when you gotta pay for so much stuff. Um, uh, Have you ever cried in the shower? Um, it's like when you cry in the shower. This guy's really depressing. Um, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I haven't really worked on any new material since t- uh, Tears on My Have Pillow. Have you got any jokes? Um, uh, uh, what did the... What's my name again? James Tears of My Pillow. James Tears of My Pillow and something good night. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That was James Tears on My Pillow, Morris. Hope you absolutely loved him. Hope you loved all the acts. Had a great time. Have a great, safe journey home if you're driving. And if you're drinking, don't drink too much before you jump in that car and drive. Just a few pints. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, next week, hopefully, back up on the video again next week. Yeah. If you want to watch the video, go yeah, on to YouTube yeah. and type Definitely Idle Matinee. YouTube episode one, you can see us in our Please glory. Please leave comments. Uh, abuse us, because then we can read them out on the next like, one. Like, comment, share, yeah. subscribe. Don't abuse us. Email Greg, us. Greg gets off on the abuse. That's goodbye from me, Benjamin. That's goodbye from Greg. Au revoir, I've been Gregoire. And that's goodbye from Johnny. Locksmiths won't tell you this secret. Toodaloo. Bang. Drove all night to the sun If you're brave enough, we'll 
sun 